Oh, there you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the audio version of the Wednesday night live stream of the Driveway Liberty Podcast. I'm just getting that started. Hey guys, welcome to the Driveway Liberty Podcast. Man, it's a beautiful day in the driveway. I am your Uncle Wes, man, and I am sitting here with my good friends Travis and Dan. And we are uh, we about to just start chatting it up and drinking some beers, man. We hope you've had a good week. Uh, I know we were a little light on content over the last week, but it is what it is. Uh, what's up, fellas? How are y'all doing? Doing good, doing good. Uh, got to see some baseball last night. Girls, both South Walton teams doing pretty good. South Walton girls softball lost in the semifinals at Wakulla last night, one nothing in eight innings. Oh, but they're still probably going to make the regionals because they're in the top six. I think they're ranked number six in the region. Right. And then uh, the boys are probably going to host all the way through to till you get to Fort Myers. Nice. So they're in the they're in the championship <clears throat> game in the district tomorrow night. So if they make it to Fort Myers, are you staying away? Just for no, I'm like health purposes. No, <laughs> yeah, I have two Achilles. I want to yeah, right. The other one, <laughs> you have to, like put getting two walking boots to go to Fort Myers just to be sure. Well, I got selected again to to umpire at Fort Myers for for states, and I had to decline because South Walton's graduation date is the same as the state championship, mm. Saturday the twentieth. Right. So I had to decline because I want to see my son graduate, obviously. But if South Walton goes, which, barring something crazy, they probably will. Not right. guaranteed. Because it's Final Four, right? Uh, yeah, Final In Four. Fort Myers, yeah. Yeah, and the if you look at the state rankings of 4A, there's they've beaten everybody that's ranked in the top 15 in our region. You the The highest ranked teams in the state are all – it's South Walton's number one in the state in 4A. But you've also the, – the next group of teams, like the top 15, are all in, you know, Tampa Bay area or down in Miami. Right. So they won't see them until Fort Myers. So barring an upset or something crazy happening, they're probably going to go. Nice. Cool, and I, cool, told, cool. I told my boss, I said, listen, if, if South Walton goes to Fort Myers, I'll bring my equipment. You need me to call a game, I'll be there. Obviously, I can't call a South Walton game. But That'd be awesome that. if you got to call the state championship. <laughs> my son's playing. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, that'd, I don't think that'd go over good. real well. I'm no, sure. You're, you're actually not allowed to call any games that you any teams that you call during the season. Really? Okay. So, like last year, I did like two pace games. Pace made it to the regional finals. I could not call a pace game. Oh, interesting. Mm. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Trav, how you doing, buddy? Good, good. We uh. Went to Mobile last weekend, had a good time. Looks like it. And uh, based off the voicemail you guys left me, y'all had a good time while I was gone. Yeah, it was Dan's birthday celebration. Man. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. were hanging out doing really cool stuff. It, it was everybody. hilarious, like literally 7 a.m. The, the next morning after, because, you know, we did our brief live stream. Right. I made the announcement and talked about your crappy day. And uh, and it's continued. but and, and, and sat here for another two hours, three hours. Yeah. <laughs> and at 7 a.m., my wife was like, hey, did you know today's Dan's birthday? I'm like, you know I sat in a driveway with him for like four hours. Just <laughs> less than 12 hours ago, right. actually. <laughs> so my wife was very worried that I did not acknowledge your birthday. I was like, I actually did it on the live stream. Yeah. So yeah. there you go, right? There you go. 
I am. Um, was acknowledged. Yeah, it was a good time. I'm going to tell you all about how uh, shitty my my life's been over the last week in just a minute. But right now, I'm sharing a podcast, and I hope that you are absolutely doing the same, sharing it with your friends and family and in your groups, um, because we are absolutely shadow banned, man. There's no way for us to really get the word out anymore unless you share it with your friends and family. So uh, that's what I'm doing. But let me tell you what sucks is somebody is at fault in totaling your own car, which is what happened to me last Wednesday. Um, and then you get your money from the insurance company, which I have. Bank then subsequently puts a hold on said money, so you can't immediately go out and buy a new vehicle. You're looking at vehicles just to replace the one you had, and they are about ten grand more than you paid for the damn thing new. Yeah, thanks, Joe. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm sitting here looking at probably having to get in a lesser vehicle if I don't want a payment, which I really don't. I've been without one for several years now or a few years. And, uh, man, it just really sucks. On top of that, I do have to give a shout-out to my good friend Steve B. for loaning me a vehicle so I didn't have to be in, like, a $40 neon rental car, and um, you know which would absolutely suck. <sighs> Hold on. Did Steve know that the option was you being in a Dodge Neon or him giving you a car? Because <laughs> um, I don't think if you laid that option out to Steve, he would have chosen to loan you his car. Probably not. Because the laughs of you getting out of a Dodge Neon would be awesome. Man, I struggled to get out of his Bronco. <laughs> I mean, he's loaned me his Bronco, man, and I'm my big ass is trying to crawl out of that thing. It looks like, you know, 12 clowns getting out of a <laughs> clown car. It's crazy. So... Shameless plug for a good friend of mine, if y'all don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. If you're in Walton County this Saturday, mm -hmm. got to be at Freeport of the Outpost at noon. It's mediocre to slightly good band, I'd but the festivities. I'd lean towards slightly good, plus they're hilarious. They're, they're, well, the lead guy, the, the front man's hilarious. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we can go with that. Uh, but bike week at a biker bar and gonna be awesome festivities yeah don't want to scare anybody off it's probably not gonna be family friendly <laughs> yeah. we should mention that well i thought a biker bar during bike week is in freeport i've gotten two messages <laughs> I asking it. I if it. they it. were like hey is the thing in the outpost gonna be uh family friendly i'm like well i'm not a hundred percent on it but i've heard something about wet shirts and yeah. tattoo contests so um I would I would err on the not bringing the kids. Yeah, but most bikers now are like accountants and attorneys, and you know that's that's who rides Harley's these days. Right. You've got the you've got the rough guys that do still ride, but most of them are wild just hogs. pretty laid back. Yeah, wild, like wild it's like your boomer dad, <laughs> Tim, Tim Allen. Like, and yeah. and look, I, I've had this marked on my calendar since you first mentioned it. Okay, like I I have the awesomeness going down Saturday starting at noon. Right built up I, i'm a little worried i've built it up too much you may have that, that i'm going to be, be let down i'm going to be disappointed well it, it's kind of a big deal however i'm going to stick my my jorts in the truck mm. and uh you know what if i'm the one that's got to get the party started because i get hammered by one you know what i'll take one for the team hey nothing wrong with that hey heather hey john how y'all doing yeah uh i think it's gonna be a big time i mean we're thinking enough of it we normally run our own sound. We set up our own PA. And this absolutely has nothing to do with me not having a vehicle to transport PA. But we've got a sound man coming in to run sound for us, what? set up his PA. And uh, so hopefully that's going to that's gonna help us sound even better on stage. Score. Hey. 
I assure you, by about 2 p.m., I'm going to love the sound, mm. no matter what you're playing. <laughs> well, I always say uh, the more you drink, the better we sound. That's true. So that that will definitely help. Do you have a preliminary schedule of when the other festivities are going on? Or I do just not. Just so I can pre- mentally prepare? I do not, unfortunately. I don't want to go hard in the paint for the first three and a half hours and then the wet shirt contest happen and I'm – you're missing. Uh, you're sleeping. Uh, right. Yeah. You're, you know you're laid out on a picnic table right. with a chili right. dog hanging out your mouth. Yeah. Right. What time are you playing? 12 to 4. Ooh, that's a marathon. Well, we. I mean, it'll be like three sets, three slightly longer sets with bigger breaks in between. It won't be like, um, you know, going the whole shebang. I mean, Uncle Wes got to get a beer. You know what I'm saying? That's right. true. That's right. true. And um, but we'll we'll have music playing. And it'll be a big time, even in the breaks. Oh, I'm so, oh, I'm, it's probably tough for you to sing and play guitar. My wife's excited. Beer. She's recruiting a group to come. Hey, I like it. I like every bit of that. Like our, like our friends that live right around the corner up there. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, I need a DD. So. Well, you can ride with us, I suppose. Yeah. You, you'll all need one coming back. That's, more than likely. That's right. That's they, I hear there's also a tribute band playing uh, at LA. Club LA that night. If y'all really want to make a day of it, I've got to play the next day at the at the distillery solo. So I'll probably call it early. But um, I'm going to assume by four four thirty, I'm not on the downward slide, but I'm on the. It ain't on the. You know, let's keep this going for the next eight hours. Right. Yeah. I I think we'll be in bed by eight o'clock at night. Probably making sense. Making good sense. So, hey, man, you know, I, I mean, a lot of us, especially on the side of Liberty, are sitting around and we're looking and we're trying to discern, man, how the blip did we get here? Like how I censored myself for the kids at home. Um, and I think it all started with the demasculization of American society, the feminization of men, where we started initially in schools with, all right, you can't hit them back if they hit you first. You're a bully, too, if you fight back. That's where it starts. Then it's like you can't make fun of the pansy boys. That's bu- Now words are bullying. Yep. And now it's all, well, you know, who gets to decide what gender is? So it's basically, if you look at it, it's the, if you don't have tough men in society, it's easier to take society over. And kind I of, think kind, that is the crux. Kind of sounds um, like it was planned. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it was, Daniel. Mm. I'm thinking that's what's going on. I mean, you know, we've got um, – hold on. we got old, a, we got old. a little video example of, of how we're deciding what's <laughs> masculine and not. Are you, you ready for it? Yep. All right, here we go. Um, and then I, sorry, I was Christmas shopping for them. They were 18 months old and I bought one of those toy tool benches and I was making the joke that, well, when one of them comes to me and says they're a man when they're 18, I can't say I didn't see it coming just because they kind of did draw the boy toys and I was just making a joke, but I am so glad I said it out loud because I have that in my mind now that at 18 months old, something, something somewhere was telling me. What he knew all along. Satan, sure, Satan was telling okay. you. Um, but so I don't when have he the could start talking, he articulated to me that he was a boy. Mommy, I'm a boy. 
mommy, I'm a boy. And both of my kids did mommy, I'm a puppy, all that. It's It was very different. And we it's actually drug no our feet on it. It's actually fucking different at all. What? Well, why didn't you know, you it's normal to not understand that, obviously. Um, so we saw therapists and we saw doctors and ultimately we came to know what he has known all along, which is that he really is a boy. He really is. No, and she's not. I will be starting um, gender affirming care for him. He's been seeing doctors for years and it is a very long process. They are very thorough. So and I'm going to interrupt you just for a second. Course. I'm going to give you a few extra seconds to uh, prove that you can't uh, have it up. Aren't they cute though? Okay. <laughs> Okay, so, I'm, no. not, I'm not giving you that much extra. Okay. <laughs> but full disclosure, uh, this is a slightly older photo because now they are preteens and taking a photo for mom where they both smile is like, nah, that's lame. So, um, so now that he is uh, almost 11 and starting puberty, we are discussing puberty blockers. And what that would do, it would prevent him from growing the body of a woman because I promise you he's not a woman. He shouldn't be in a woman's body. And honestly, I don't think he could survive if we forced him into it. I really don't. So we will find that care for him. I will go to the ends of the earth if I had to for either of these children. And we'll probably just go to New York, not the ends of the earth, but um, if this bill passes. So please don't make us travel for doctor's appointments. Don't make us consider leaving the state. Um, okay, so uh, first thing I would like to say to that is it should be a difficult process, even for an adult, because you want somebody, if they're considering changing their how they present themselves to society you want them to really think about that before they start and this is adults before they start slicing body parts on or adding fake ones or whatever and and taking hormones you want somebody to think about it. so this shit should be difficult to do it should be impossible to do this to a child the kid's 11 years old she's talking about. right and she said he said he was a puppy. She. Let's let's call it like it is. She. Yeah. She said um, she was a puppy. Why aren't you doing surgery to make him a puppy or her a puppy? Yeah. Why didn't you train him to go to the bathroom outside? Right. Yeah. And eat from a bowl. When you're rubbing their nose fours. in it when they pee in the floor. Mm -hmm. These people are fucked in the head. This is insane. Absolutely insane. You know, there's a meme that's been floating around this week where it was like it's like from an old Dick and Jane book, that, how we learn how to read in the '70s and earlier. Yeah. And um, it was like, uh, "Mommy, I'm a boy," and they, and the mom's like, "No, you're not." Yeah, it's that's the, the meme, little girl. Yeah, saying, Mommy, little I'm girl a saying, "Mommy, I'm a boy." No, you're not. No, you're not. That's the end of it. Yeah. That's the end of it. Now, when they, that kid gets old, older, goes through puberty, and says, "I still think I'm a boy." Do your thing. You can do well, whatever. And the I don't fuck remember exactly do. what state that was at. I think wasn't it Montana? Because they just passed the law. It may have been yeah. Montana, but well, it's Texas man. too is doing it. Well, I think, but that hearing was must have been in Montana. I, I, but whatever. Like, there's so much laughing going on in that courtroom, and I'm like, what? You're what's wrong with y'all? Yeah. Like that that person's a child abuser. You have a child abuser testifying in front of a congressional committee. Trying to justify mutilating a child. Yes. Now, if that person was Muslim from Somalia and was trying to justify gender mutilation, which we've heard for decades and decades is so You're terrible, right. th there would be no laughter. No. We'd be throwing the Patriot Act at them. Right. But because it, I, it, it's absolutely mind-boggling. Like, that, that, that is a groomer. At 18 months, 
she made the decision for clicks and for you know likes on instagram and in the mommy trans groups and those types of things that she was going to do that that's what that mom decided well there's there's a there's a whole affirmation process with the parents in all this too like they get into this group you're talking about and they become affirmed with the insanity that they're bringing to the table by other insane parents yes. right, who are doing the same thing. And then you have that collective feel-good type mentality where you can justify pretty much anything. Well, and, you know, the mom's like, well, she said he, but she's starting puberty. And, you know, we're going to stop her from having the body of a woman. Like, what, what, what's wrong with you, lady? Right, yeah. Like, that, that is child. Like, how that person was able to get up and freely walk out of a red state uh, congressional know, hearing, congressional hearing, as a free person is is be absolutely beyond me. That that's a child abuser. Yes, there's no other way around it. Mm-hmm. Well, they, to, to what Wes was talking about this when he talked about the demasculization, that it's part of it. I mean, we we talked it's to- literally a process of shaping public opinion that is incremental goes down this road to get to the point where we're at now and i don't know if even this is the end game there might be some fucked up shit coming down the line well, after uh, well i mean we've talked about we've speculated as to whether maybe this was to prevent uh reproduction and the perpetuation of the species at the at the rate that it's been perpetuated at well, because the, the globalists believe or the climate change globalists believe that we're overpopulated so they they are looking for ways to prevent just one well, of the ways. Yeah. Well, one of them. I also think it is another part and parcel of a a more and more godless society. Yes. And I and I'm I'm not even going off on the like Christian ethics, but if you believed in something higher than yourself, well, just morality. Right? What's up, Matt? Like just just a basic morality. If you just believed in something higher than yourself. Mm-hmm. There would be, or if you believed you were a small part, right? Well, that person is the biggest narcissist I've ever heard speak. Mm-hmm. She wanted something out of her kid, and she forced it onto that kid. Yeah. You know what, man? I, I used to put my mom's heels on when I was a kid because I liked being taller. And I'd wear them around the house. My dad was like, get that shit off your feet, boy. Yeah. He, he wouldn't say that because he was a pastor, but... You know, it's in essence what he was saying. Go get them shoes off them women's shoes. But I like the steel factor of wearing the heels. Right. I thought it was cool. Yeah. So then, yeah, then he hands you a pair of cowboy boots with the heel on the back. Right. Like, all right, yeah, all right you go. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. You just can't run real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> two by four on your feet. Right. I, block. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, and, and I think that's part of the problem is, is we are – it, it it's part of the godless society and 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 everybody thinks the uh universal role like that person is talking about doing the complete opposite of biology you're trying to stop someone that was born as a woman with with female plumbing female emotions female everything from becoming a woman it's not possible you are literally talking about the opposite of science right well and then you add the factor in that this person is now going to be a medical expense for the rest of their life. Yes. Yeah. Forever. Because they've got to take hormones. You have to the maintain the hormones. Of their life. You have the surgery, and when you completely try to change your body dynamics, there's follow up with that. And guess what? 
Well, the shit just doesn't change. Hey, you don't. You know what? Somebody sitting in that committee should ask some follow-up question. Hey, can you tell me every therapist you've been to in detail, please? Yeah. Okay. All right. And who yeah, else? Name the therapist. Okay. And the next day, there's going to be a bill to pull all of their car, all of their medical licenses. Yeah. Period. Because it's it's on them as well as it is anybody else. Sure. Mm-hmm. And and the people that give you the well, let's prevent suicide. Or I mean, the the mom said it right there. The stats are no different. Yes. I mean, it's like one percent up or down depending it on which study you look at. Literally makes no difference. And so in the suicide. Rate. Since that kid was 18 months old, their mother has forced them into a false reality. That kid's screwed the rest of their life. Yeah. They're never going to be productive to society. So John Nash asked a question. I want to know why this topic is more important to the administration than our economy and debt crisis on the horizon. This topic. Because this is the new religion. This is the new religion, but it's also the it's part of their path to control the economy and control the debt and to control you. And an added benefit, it's a diversion. It's a It's a... It's just another avenue to keep us fighting. Yeah, the Fed raised so that interest they, rates a quarter percent today. Yeah. They, I mean. It, it, I've got slides on that shit. It just doesn't stop. I mm-mm. mean, the Joe Biden administration has been a car wreck on every level whatsoever. Yep. And it's it's basically Obama on steroids. Obama laid the framework for it. Now, Biden... Not Biden himself, because I think he has literally nothing to do with this because he doesn't know where the fuck he is. But the people who are running his administration are just taking the ball and running with it and putting these things in place to where we like literally we're how how is it that a sane society is fucking arguing over this insanity? Well, it's because we're not a sane society. Yeah, I I think that's a false premise to start from right there. Like we're we're arguing over the basis of reality. I mean, and what it is. And, and again, that, that mother has forced a mental illness that that kid will most likely never, ever recover from. And, and, and if she made a mistake, which there's, there's gender dysphoria, that's real. Absolutely. That's but right. it's a very, very, very small. But at 18 but, but, months but, choosing but, a certain toy a, isn't yeah. gender yeah, dysphoria. This is that's nature stupid. versus nurture. Mm-hmm. And this child at 18 months has been nurtured to be a boy. Well, we talk about the, we haven't talked about it, but think about the lifelong effects of being manipulated mentally, whether it's sexual abuse being beat as a child, all these things, you know, you talk about the daddy issues, you talk about, you know, there's all kinds of shit that happens when you're a teenager that you, that shapes the way you are sure. in the future. Look at what's happening with these people. Like we're creating, and this, this number like went from less than 1% to where we're talking like in the 6% range now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty telling. There wasn't a dad there testifying. Right. No. Well, where's the fucking dad? I, I, I can tell you, if this shit happened in my house, it would end pretty quick. Well, I, not that it would happen. My wife is fucking well, and, insane. Well, and, and again, going back to Wes's original point was the if you if you act like a man, like that is looked down on on society in every fast bar society. Like don't if, mansplain if, to me. If, if, don't, if, if you yeah. look at all of the we've talked about it, TV, movies. You know, if you've got a big, strong dad, manly man, he's an idiot. Yeah. Right? Or he's abusive. Or 
you know, so and or all the womanizer and, and or, all the quote good dads are, you know, the the weak guys and you know things like that. Like even Modern Family, which I love Modern Family, it's hilarious. But like the one like actual dad that has you know teenage kids in there, you know he he's kind of weak and a little bit effeminate and you know, and it's like okay, well he's a he's a good dad, but like there there's a that, that's not what a man is, right? Right, and and then on the flip side, you have you know Al Bundy or, or I forget his name. Yeah, that, that's kind of the the patriarch, you know, and and he gets pushed around by his wife, right? And you know he's scared to death of his wife, and so all of these male role models that you see on TV, movies, these types of things, like it, it there's it's it's just not there, which I believe is why we see when you go online, Twitter, all this stuff, like the kind of trad catholic or you know orthodox like you see this stuff rising in these young kids because a a male will is looking for someone to help him be a man yeah at all times dan i know you and danny some some days will beat the hell out of each other and it may not be tomorrow part of it it may be five years maybe 10 years he's gonna thank thank you for every moment of that Mm -hmm. yep I mean, me and my dad, me and my stepdad, but I, I knew what the man's role was. Yep. And 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 that is looked down upon in our society, and that's how we end up with this mom. I mean, if if that had been my household and, and this woman comes and says this to me at 18 months, uh, A, I'd have probably called CPS, Child Protective Services. But B, it wouldn't have gone much further, I assure you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine that conversation. But then it would never happen in your house. Yeah. Right. See, and, 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 and that's, that's the thing, right? Like these things rarely happen, you know, in the, now th- there are these outside influences and, and I know with all the TikToks and all this stuff, but you know, I, I, I think those instances are a little bit rare and they can be prevented more easily, right? If that starts to pop up. If you have a strong father figure in the house, that's always been a strong father figure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Be- because my daughter asked some questions and has said something to me in the past. And I'm like, you know, I don't think you know what that means. Let's talk right. about it. And I know we've all kind of had that conversation. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And, it, you know, it's kind of funny. When our kids were born and we all have daughters about the same age, mm-hmm. probably our biggest worry was our drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, wish it was drugs like, at this point. Yeah, right. Well, drugs I mean, fentanyl and, maybe, but drugs yeah. and the P word. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I never thought I'd be having a conversation with my daughter on what's wrong with somebody wanting to be a male or female when they weren't. And I've had that conversation with her. Yeah. You know, and it's, I mean, I just, it's crazy. Again, there are some <clears throat> some basics of reality that I think you have to enforce a, as a man in your home. Right. Okay. Uh, you guys, you, you know my wife. My wife's very, I don't want to say loud, but you don't have to wonder what my wife's thinking very often. Mm. Right. And so I think people see that, and I tend to be in social settings a little more quiet. Mm-hmm. Then she, she's just more, you know, like social butterfly than I am. Going. In certain. Yeah. But, and I think... There's been people that will say something, and I'm. It, they've said something to me like, "Man, I bet that's tough to deal with." I'm like, "No, nah, that shit stops here, bro. Like, that don't come to our house, right? Like, 
she she's still the same person but there's a certain level of respect and and neither one of us will cross that that line over it because at the end of the day i made the decisions here now we make it as a team yeah every decision but if i really dig my heels in that that's it R- rarely does it go past that right well, and, and and like most dudes, uh, we pick our battles with the wife. I mean, yeah. Well, and, and yeah. Look, I, I'm not. I, I am not the. But I want to be very clear. Like I, I lack a lot of you know being the perfect man. But mm-hmm. you know what's with with both of us having a biblical worldview, we we had this conversation very early. Like, hey, look, I'm you know be, being the man in the house doesn't mean it's a dictatorship. But oh, there is no, some no, deference to decision makings and those types of things when it comes down to it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what, boys? It is time for beer reviews. Beer reviews. Oh shit! I hit it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do we have to do two beer reviews? No, now? no, 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 no. So, if you don't know at home, we record the audio separately from the live stream, so we can air the audio for those people who don't catch the live stream, um, or want to watch us on video. Um, and I actually hit the uh, beer review intro twice on there. So, oops. Um, I've got a little editing, to, extra editing to do when I get ready to. Uh, leave it's a double beer review. Double That's beer right. reviews. So, uh, yeah, it's that time in the podcast where we uh, we all discuss the beers we're drinking. Daniel, what you got, buddy? I had to go back to an old favorite. Oh, yeah? Just simply because I uh, didn't have time to go to the store. There you go. Kingling. Yangling. It's like you, I went to Walmart and a case of 24 cans right. was on sale for $18. Nice. Can't beat that. Look, uh, I'll I'll say it there, my beer review. Yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah. Hey, how do you turn that down? That's why so I that's buy hard a case. And, you know, during the week, I'll, you know, buy a six pack here and there for beer reviews, but this week I just didn't get there. I got you. What about you, Trav? What you got, buddy? Well, uh, to be completely different from Dan, actually, I did the old crap. I got to go scrounge up some beers. Yeah. Uh, which is hilarious. I've either got. Like, no beer in my house, or I've got two beers randomly stashed in, like, nine different places. Either old coolers, <laughs> the outside fridge, the inside fridge, you yeah, know. Yeah. The two beers that I didn't drink last week during the podcast. And, and so, I actually have two different beers. Um, I've got Yingling. That's the one I'm reviewing. Okay, because I had two of those left. Yeah. But the other one is actually an Anheuser-Busch beer that I bought before. Oh, uh, you pee-pee. Dylan pee-pee. stuff. Your pee-pee's going to fall off. Right, I know. But it's it's just the cone of brewing. So I got you. But what I was gonna say is, you know, I'm starting to see some prices on like Budweiser, and I'm like, I mean, I'm all about this boycott, but cheap beer is cheap beer, man. Like <laughs> that's how they get you back on board. That's how they get you. Like I walk in, they got 24 Budweisers for 7.99. <laughs> Whatever. I'm still not fucking buying it when I can get Yingling. I know. Right, there you go. I'm gonna stay strong too, but they they trying to hit me in my feels with that one. Well, I've been, um, you know truck shopping this week and i so i um tried to scrounge a few beers and i didn't have any to scrounge i had like one or two at the house and that wasn't enough to get through the podcast obviously so i ran up to Publix, and i wanted to do something a little different i like a wheat beer sometimes and i'm trying to get my new summer beer picked out 
So I tried, um, I, you know, I, I drank Cigar City last week and week before, I think. Uh, so I'm trying a new Cigar City beer. It's called uh, Theoretical Jam. It's a wheat beer. Um, and it's, but it's got a little, like some grapefruit zest in it that's just, and some berry. It, it tastes a, like It's a very non masculine beer. Look, man, it's not, it's not fucking Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I. Grapefruit zest? Well, I mean, I'm telling you, I didn't know. I just saw theoretical jam, 6% alcohol instead of the like 8% of the other cigar cities. And I said, well, I can drink this tonight. So, you know, I, I can't remember if I told you guys, a couple weeks ago, I was up in Prattville for a sales meeting. Yeah. All right. And we're staying at a hotel right there. And and I assure you, as someone that grew up in Prattville, that used to be Bud Light country. Oh, yeah. Right, that, yeah. That was, that, I mean, it was Bud Light Dude, country. like all the rural areas, it was either Nasty Light, Bush Light, or Bud Light. Or Budweiser. At the hotel I was staying at, they had the whole cooler with, you know, the Coke, soft that, and then they had a couple rows of beer. And there wasn't a single beer in there except Bud Light and Budweiser. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally every other beer was gone. Now, I did see, I'm not going to call him out, I did see one of my guys that works with us. He's like, man, I really need a beer. I'm like, hey, man, no judgment here. You yep. know, you you trying to transition that's on you so he like <laughs> snuck over there and he walked around like drinking it like this <laughs> he's like man i just wanted a beer like it's not my fault I'm like well you know go to man. another store yeah <clears throat> well we were at the hotel it was at the oh, hotel. yeah and, and once you're at the hotel it's tough to leave to go buy stuff. instacart no, and pay 18 dollars in delivery fees for right. a six pack. Yeah. right yeah there you go so, so uh, John Nash is proud of y'all for drinking the Yinglings. Well, thanks. Yeah. That's right. So. It's a good go-to beer. Quick story about my trip to Mobile. All right. I had to get an Uber Friday. Because the cool part about Mobile, I mean, if you guys have been in that little down, downtown area, but it's about eight city, And you really don't have to drive. I mean, you could yeah, theoretically yeah, you walk everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but I had the Uber. We forgot our air mattress. So I had to go get an air mattress. And that was a little bit too far to walk. Didn't want to drive because I'd already had a few. And so, get this Uber, and it's a Kia Soul. Right, whatever. Right, yeah. With the rats driving it? Here no. About <laughs> a 400-pound dude named Jeremy in camouflage from head to toe. Picks in a me Kia up, Soul. Picks me up in this Kia Soul. And it was leaning like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I barely evened it out. But I was like, I was sitting there for a minute. So, me and him started chatting. I tipped. It was a seven dollar Uber ride, and I tipped him fifteen bucks. It's like Jeremy, I love you. You work anymore this weekend? He's like, I don't know if I'm gonna be here tomorrow. Like, you got a personal cell phone number? I'll call you, Jeremy. Like, I love you. Uh, we we ended up. He ended up telling a story that included the phrase "surprise butt sex," uh, which not on him or me. It was on Darren Mardi Gras. Some dude laying on the ground with his pants down. They thought he might be dead. Like, so he's trying to give me his, what he thought his explanations were. He's like, well, it was only one of two things either. He just got some surprise butt sex or he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he clarified that because you just saying guy in camouflage foreign I know. Pounds. See, I, yeah. I like to throw that out there and let it marinate for a second because I did that. that. As soon as I, a good story. As it soon does. as I got back to dinner, I'm like, yeah, me and Jeremy's talking about surprise butt sex. And everybody's like, I'm sorry, what? Mm. Like, no, 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 no. Not, not either one of us. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah. Surprise. And then he was telling me a story. He was mad during Mardi Gras because these folks had moon pies and they were trying to tip him in beads. And he's like, yo, I'm fat. Tip me in moon pies. Yeah. <laughs> Give me look moon. at look. <laughs> He was like really upset they didn't tip him in moon pies. <laughs> it's like, Jeremy, you're the best, man. Yeah, that's I love awesome. You so much. <laughs> Highly recommended. Five out of five stars right there. That's a good ride. So, Daniel, what else you got over there, buddy? So, we were talking about, um, you know, Bud Light. And let's just let's just talk about the numbers. All right. So, the tracking data on Bud Light sold in places uh, like supermarkets. So, they call it off-premise volume sales. So, it's outside of restaurants and bars. So, these are your supermarkets and liquor stores. They fell by 26.1% in the week ending April 22nd. Right. They, and it's going the wrong way because the previous re- week it was twenty one point one percent. So, yeah. so the Bud Light fall continues. Now the stock price of Anheuser Busch really hasn't changed. Well, and that's uh, probably because a lot of people have. In, I mean, a lot of smart investors have anticipated the the stocks to fall, so they will as it if it drops a little bit, they're buying, buying it up. It up. Yeah. Knowing that trying full, to buy the down on it. Well, I, I don't know. Point. I also think it's probably getting some some ESG investment into probably it to yeah, en- probably. encourage them to to hold tight and not. But it, it, see, and we've talked about this many times. Like we we don't really have a real economy, right? Like you should not be down twenty six percent in sales in a week, and your stock price stays stays the same, yeah. right? Yeah. Your valuation's not there. No, it's a sinking ship. And, and I'll tell you this: like I just. From a societal standpoint, I mean, remember we were sitting over there. Uh, you guys weren't even here yet, uh, and we're watching the fight, or maybe Dan was, and a guy we never met because Buddy just put it out on the neighborhood page. Yeah, and he walks up and somebody says, "You didn't bring your Bud Light, did you?" He said, "Hell no, I know where I live." <laughs> He's one of our neighbors we never. Yeah, met. Yeah, we've never met the guy before, right? right? Like, and he knew. He knew right? what was up, and yeah. and, and, and and that's where. Bud Light and Budweiser is right now. Yeah. And, and I don't know how you come back from that. Well, they're they're trying. So they released that Clydesdale commercial. Man, they've got that, a Zach Brown. Got, I'm actually boycotting Zach Brown band now as as a result of them using their music yeah, in there. Yeah, so they did this countrified video right? trying to get back to the roots of chicken fried with Yeah, with that. Zach Brown. And, and then look, the tagline was rain or shine. It's always easy to en- enjoy a Bud Light. And literally they're getting destroyed like when they ran this ad like the Clydesdale ad they ran it and they put the video on Twitter yeah and the public told them what they thought and tore them a new asshole yeah this one they put out on Twitter and turned off the comments are you people fucking stupid and you know what you know how this could be fixed shut the, up the the CEO says Hey guys, we're out of the culture shit. Yeah, we, we our, our bad. Up. We screwed up. Yeah, we should have never done this. Uh, we've fired multiple folks involved with it. We've put in new oversight in all of our marketing. This isn't what our brand is, and you won't hear from us ever again. And then you just go back to doing your class. And you know what? I, I, at that and, point, I'd go buy a couple Budweiser case of Budweiser just to. And fire. over time, it would go away because people. The public memory is very short. Yeah. It's very short. But they just keep doubling down on stupid. Yeah. Well, again, that's why I think the cultural piece of just dudes making fun of each other, like l- literally a, a, a six six, three hundred fifty pound grown man, is hiding the beer he's drinking in the hotel from just me. Yeah. Because he's embarrassed. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's what you've done to your brand. That that, that public shame. He knows that public shaming is coming. Yeah. And that's powerful. Well, and I'll tell you what, I've never really noticed the, I don't, I don't really drink Anheuser-Busch product. I drank Goose Island on occasion, which is owned by Anheuser-Busch. But um, I, I make it a point to look and, and measure the stock of the Anheuser-Busch products versus every other product in the, in the place. And when I stopped by Publix, they had full shelves. Oh, yeah. Every Anheuser-Busch brand was well stocked and everything else was picked through. And they're the ones, didn't? Aren't they the ones that invented that born on date? Yes. Yeah. So Wait. now you got the born on date. Which own your own beer, their own beer right. that is fucking dying on the shelves. Right. That's fucking beautiful. I know. That's why you're gonna see some like five ninety nine <laughs> cases of. Look, yeah. the last week of the. Look, what's, look, how long you, is look, you, you gonna start cutting Modelo that low? Oh, Travis gonna have a hard time on that one. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you start really cutting the price and. But it, it, so t- to me, the Bud Light story, it, it really encompasses a whole lot of things culturally, obviously. But but the ESG part of that, of these companies stepping in and what there was some big group that came out and basically threatened Bud Light. Like, oh, if you uh, oh, if, if, if you if you I score. Yeah. yeah. Like if you don't do this. And so so now Anheuser-Busch is sitting there and they're saying, OK, well, we're not selling anything. Right. But if we if we back off, like, and and so and that's why people have to keep the public shaming. People have to keep put, not buying it. Yep. Just move to Miller Light, yeah. Coors Light. Like I, I assure you, like when it comes to Bud Light, Budweiser, there's plenty of other options. And that general yeah. cheap, not a ton of flavor. You can drink a million of them beers. Right. I, I assure you, there's no no shortage. Yeah, oh, there's a ton. There's plenty of them. <laughs> so you'll probably find craft beer brewers starting to well, brew. Well, what's the one I had that date that daytime beer? Yeah, yeah. That's that's a version of the Bud Light Miller Light type four uh, percent. You know, four and a half, five less, a little less than five percent alcohol. Yeah, typically the Miller Light runs around like five one, five. Yeah, two. they're all right around. Yeah, five, and but yeah. I mean Bud Light just. Yeah, it's kind of funny before Look, you got here, Trav. In, in the group mess, my sales group message, I just saw it. Someone came through. Someone's out at a concert, and somebody just wrote in, "Just stay away from the free Bud Light." <laughs> like it, it's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's beautiful, and it, it and it's like baked in now. It yeah, beautiful. Yeah, before you got here, there was two folks on a bike or that were at when we played the bakery gig up last month. They were there, and they live here in the neighborhood. I've never met them. And uh, they introduced themselves to me out here because I didn't get to speak to them at the bakery gig. And they were like, we were over there drinking beer, but it wasn't Bud Light. Right. That's exactly what he said. I said, well, yeah, you don't want your PP to fall off. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the running joke. Yeah, I mean, and and even if they come out and apologize, I don't know if you can outrun that anymore. Mm-mm. No. And, no. No. And it could have been fixed. Quickly. The yeah. best PR person in, on the planet would would – probably turn this shit down well they right hired, now they hired some conservative consultants to try to figure out how they can reach i'm for her hey hey well, yeah. they already did and look i'm gonna go ahead and give them my what, that's what those two commercials I, i'm gonna go ahead probably. and give them my pitch go back to funny and chicks and bikinis yeah after an apology real man of genius was the best commercial yeah. of beer i mean i mean, I mean that budweiser and bud light used to have the hottest chicks on earth Trying to sell you beer. And that's real effective to guys that want to drink beer. 
That <laughs> and, and the fact, I mean, that real man of genius. Yeah. And if they came out with one of those now and said, "Just real we, look, we apologize. We made a mistake." <laughs> You know what? We're going back. Going to back real to man. real men. <laughs> right. If they did, it, if, that if, would be a fucking gold mine. It would get everybody yeah. back. If, on if, the if they did a, rating would yeah. go from a hundred to four. Right. Yeah. And if right. y'all use that, I'm suing the shit out of right. you. Yeah. For plagiarism. Like do a, par- do a parody idea. of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But again, see, I, I think that this is the culture war that we, the kind of stuff we have to engage in. Because it's too easy. Yeah. Like, th- yeah. this isn't this, is th- this isn't right. T-Mobile, who I still have, right, yeah. who says they're going to, you know, uh, like, edit text messages about COVID at one point. You know, th- this isn't any of that stuff. Like, just go buy a different beer, man. Like, that's it. It's too easy. So, did you speak along those same lines, did y'all see where Ireland has outlawed sharing on social media of anything other than a mainstream media source? Yeah. <laughs> news stories from anything other than a mainstream media source you know i have a real real hard time taking irish people seriously when they talk about the irish and the bravado and all that and i'm like yeah i, I like that, what, that what, what, we talk about the population thing and depopulation which is seems to be the goal of all of this ireland actually opened their borders because their population was declining dramatically and they only had five million people mm-hmm so they opened their borders, and all of these Muslims rushed in. Now, I'm not being Islamophobic, but— It's not a real word. It's not. But it, it. But the thing is, is what they've done is, in fact, a proud culture, part of which it runs through my blood— Mine too, huh? Um, has now become so deluded and so scared— that they're scared of they've they've created a thought police which if you don't stand up for your own things guys your own your own beliefs that's what's going to that's what's happening here now technically that bill is for anti-hate speech but the issue with this quote hate speech is Who's determining what's hate speech? Right, right, absolutely. Like who, literally who is the no... ultimate arbiter of hate speech? Yeah. So then you're... And Are you could... assuming my, my stances when I say something online? Well, they could certainly turn it into, if you don't hear it from the major networks, and it's a counter-argument, they'll they'll find a way to spin it into... Well, it, into it's... Hey, we don't like you. You're going to jail. Well, our whole... Literally, our whole podcast mm-hmm. tonight... Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. ...is hate speech. Yeah, them. in Ireland. To right. them, yeah. So if you're in Ireland, feel free to share this shit and take a chance. Right. We don't have a monetary fund to help with your legal, but, you know, it'd be pretty right. cool. Get the fuck out. Right. You can come move to Florida. Right. You can say any shit you want here. Mm-hmm. Just about set fire in a movie theater. You can actually say that, though. Mm, can you, though? Yeah. There are actually Supreme Court cases that says you can't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can say fire, but you can't yell it. That's a fire. That's a fire. So, you know, because Wes chickened out on the podcast last week, we didn't get to talk about Tucker and Fox What the fuck are they chickening? Just messing with I just wanted to drink. I had a shitty day. It wasn't about chickening. Now you're challenging in my manhood right here on the thing. All right, right, go ahead. Well, no, I just, you know, so the whole Fox News thing with Tucker, 
you know, that broke last week. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get a chance to discuss it. And yeah, I, I, I see some – there's so many people out there that vote like us, that probably think close to us, that are like yay close to getting it right. Yeah. Like Fox News is not our ally. No, they're not. They, they, haven't, they, they haven't ever been, really. I mean, well, at it, least since L's died. We did touch on BlackRock owning a, a good bit of stock in Fox. Yeah. Yeah, we did a little bit. But now that what's happened since the last kind of podcast is somebody is leaking hot mic and off-camera, not off-camera, but off-live uh, studio, like behind-the-scenes like stuff of Tucker trying to make him look bad. And from but, from from like from like our vantage look point, better. you're like yeah. like literally he looks like a normal dude. It sounds totally reasonable of things he's saying. He's making jokes and having fun. Yeah. And then you know his his takes on things are 100% reasonable. Yeah. 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 And the the couple links I picked up, people are saying that Fox is leaking it. But I don't know why Fox would be leaking this because it's not helping them. Right. Because they're basically making their network look bad. Yeah. Well, and 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 when did this become a Tucker? They're if it is, they're creating a Tucker versus top Fox. Well, because there's going to be a lawsuit, Tucker, whatever, whatever leeway that or NDA or whatever time off that Tucker may have to take. He's suing them for to get out of it. Yeah. yeah, and and so that that's what that's what Fox is doing. They're just trying to you know you know make the pool a little bit dirty. So yeah, but it's not working. It's having the opposite effect. Oh, I I don't, I don't disagree. The people with you. who the people who hate Tucker hate Fox. Yeah. Right. So you're not creating any allies here. Well, but the the to me the point of the whole thing is for too long Fox News has been telling people. Mainly boomers, because I think their average watch the average viewer is like sixty nine years old. Yeah, yeah nice it's up there. But like they they are telling, it's it's not even they're telling people what to believe. They're telling you the parameters around what you're allowed to believe. Yeah, and 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 the whole tuning in to Sean Hannity, you know, and to watch him and Lindsey Graham get to the bottom of it, and buying you know Bill O'Reilly's book for decades. And you know all this stuff, and people think that that's activism and changing things, and it's clearly not. And Fox has never, really, ever been on our side. No, at least post Roger Ailes. Now look, Handy and Combs back in the day, I thought that was a good show. That was enjoyable. Actually. Yeah. Well, yeah, you had point. You had a point. Right. Yeah. Scenario, but, and you had a legitimate debate as opposed. Yeah, to and, and and you had you know, and you've had some folks over the years, but the longer it goes on, it, it is a complete detriment to our side. Right. And our, whatever oh, yeah. movement we think we have, oh, Fox is terrible, and and it's dying. And and Rupert Murdoch, I mean, like he's making a decision to lose money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, there's no way he thought that people weren't going to leave. Like the viewers at that eight o'clock hour, at the eight o'clock Eastern hour, are like cut in half and keep going down. Yeah, and the replacement, Lawrence Jones the third. I actually like Lawrence Jones the third a lot. But I can't watch him. Like I, I wouldn't. I don't. I didn't watch Fox News anyways. But yeah. Like no, no, bro. This ain't you. This is. This. I stopped watching Fox News. I didn't even watch Tucker. I I would watch clips. Clips. Yeah. That would show. But I I never watched an hour long show of Tucker. 
Right. Because I, I can't I'm not gonna support Fox News. Now back in the back in twenty sixteen during the election and the aftermath of the twenty sixteen election, I watched it. But then it became Sean Hannity, like literally every one of his shows was a and, repeat. And the he's exact so same well, show fucking irritating. With the same guess, it didn't yeah. change. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I can't listen to this shit anymore. I can freaking recite it by memory. Yeah. Well the state statute that Hillary Clinton's email thing violated. Well and 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 now uh, Bruce Jenner is a recurring guest with Fox. Well, it's a he's a paid contributor for Fox News, right? Yeah. And he's on Hannity's show all the time, and it's like, what, what, what are we thinking? Like, what, what's the point? Yeah, I, I, I don't want to hear from this person with a mental illness to try to tell me about conservatism, mm-hmm. right? Like, what? So you lose Bongino and Tucker in a week. It te- that that clearly tells me the direction of the of the of that network. Oh yeah, yeah, they're controlled opposition. Yeah, they're 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 trying to get back to the good old neocon Bush days where, hey, we we want to go to war, you know. Then now there's rumors that the Murdochs were on the phone with Zelensky the week before Tucker was let go. Yeah, I can't I can't, I can't deal with Fox anymore. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't watched Fox in years. I mean, I I really, I go to Twitter and I grab my news there. Um, we share enough among ourselves and I, other groups I'm in and other chat groups I'm in that, I mean, I like, don't... Of, of my whole podcast list, and I mean, I, I subscribe to, I don't know, 15 or 20. I probably listen to four to five regularly. Right. And then I got the other ones I say, but like none of them are from a mainstream outlet. And, you know, like you talking about, you've got uh, a slide about the Fed. You know, I listen to a guy who's a libertarian and he was actually like supporting the fed and what they're doing, which is not very libertarian. Well, well, his point is this is the option we have right now. So I, and he's like, should it go away? Yes. However, that ain't happening tomorrow. So to fix this, this is what they're doing. And you got to raise the rights. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, And so, so like there's there's deep thought and you you don't have to go to Fox anymore and and Tucker's going to go to Rumble or wherever well, or, or I, one of these he, independent he was, the Daily Wires he or, was offered a job own. with Newsmax they, I mean I, I I was under the impression he actually accepted the news director job yeah but Newsmax, Newsmax is no different than Fox Newsmax had, mm-hmm. Newsmax based in Florida had a vaccine mandate yeah well there was rumors that he was going to actually control the entire country. But but when well, but I don't know if that's true. The, the I don't I've know, heard that I don't know if you guys true. have heard of Patrick Bet David with the Value Tainment podcast. It, it's fairly large, but I mean they basically offered him like a stake, 100 million bucks over 5 years. You know, you can be president of the company, you can guide it. But the good thing about Tucker, it's not like Bill O'Reilly when Bill O'Reilly got canned from Fox. Tucker can go out on his own, start his own Rumble channel and make Ten times the money he ever made. Oh at Fox. hell yeah, yeah, he can. Yeah, probably work be, because work half because as hard. Tucker on Rumble at seven p.m. That would be appointment viewing for me. Yeah. I would watch that almost every night. Oh yeah, especially now. Yeah, yeah. Like wherever Tucker goes, I'm gonna watch. Like take, you, take the gloves off. Did you yeah. see the video after he got dismissed from Fox, where he slid that set that that uh, other tower in the seventh building? Oh yeah. Well, it, he was on a he was on a podcast, and he was at, he's he was pointing out the why can't I ask this question about government, right? Yeah. Building seven, which right. 
you, uh, if you look into that at all, there's lots of questions. Yeah, well, I took that as inference as to why a part of why he was dismissed. I mean, you know, I mean because he was asking questions that they didn't want him. Well, to he ask. got dismissed because they couldn't control him. Yeah. Well, that, that's it. I also think the anti-war part of it with yeah. the whole, you know, just anti, and not necessarily anti-Ukraine, just anti what the world's going on over there. Right. I think that's part of it. I think being the pushing back against the vaccines when Pfizer spent God knows how many billions of dollars with Fox. You know, I mean, I think it's a long list of things. I mean, he he he's talked about uh, a minuscule amount of the controversial crap we have on this podcast. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Sure. No, he had a lot more to lose, but still. Yeah. But along the lines of the death of Fox, which may or may not come, we, we heard about the death of buzz buzzfeed news yeah they went under vice media is about to file for bankruptcy good that's another one of these leftist outfits that's going down yeah which is which is awesome well my like we didn't talk about it but you know aoc coming out about the tucker thing and he should be censored and taken off the air and then he was fired the the problem is for these people is is they use the technology for so long to like the mother we listened in the first part of the podcast to turn those people into their foot soldiers. Yeah. However, the technology they were using, it's been co opted. I mean, three dudes sitting in the driveway drinking beer, cussing too much, saying whatever the hell comes across our mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we have hundreds of people a week listening to this. Uh, thousands. Thousands. Yeah. And, I mean, you're talking about a Tim Pool who is completely in, independent getting hundreds of thousands of views a night. Yeah. In that 8 p.m. Eastern time slot. The Steven Crowder, like all these independent media places, like you, you don't need Fox anymore. Mm-hmm. As a matter Look of fact. Blaze TV's got 20 shows with. Well, those. you know, Steve Dace talked about it today when the Tucker thing came up. And he said. They went into negotiations for a new contract with the Blaze. And Steve's like, I thought I was negotiating against myself. But the Blaze came to him and said, no, no, no. Like, if you go figure it out, you'll figure out that you can probably make more money independently. However, here's all the things we're going to provide you that makes your life easier. Right. Mm -hmm. And so even the Blaze admitted to one of their largest hosts, like, no, no, no. Like, if it's just money. And you're willing to go put in all the work behind the scenes, you can make more money independently and be freer and do whatever you want. Right. And Rumble's paying people, you know, like these bigger places, you know, like Crowder, I think only streams on Rumble now. Yep. I think there's quite a few folks. Uh, I know Bongino only streams his stuff on Rumble, you know, and they're so it, it, it's changing. And I think these other platforms will continue to uh, grow. And they can't they can't be censored anymore. Yeah, right? They can't stop it. Well, you remember the parlor stuff and we, we sat there and we talked about like, hey, you gotta have your own infrastructure. Yeah. I think these companies are doing that now. Like that that see, we're reactive, but once once you see what their game plan is, you can go protect yourself forever. Right. So And it's it's gonna be when you're in that type of situation where you're independent, nobody tells you what to do. You decide your fate. Yeah, and and yeah. think about it from a like, your your audience is going to tell you 
what's right and what's, what's you know i what's i not think right. we're starting to see in in the younger i would say in the you know say 15 to 20 year old generation and that's about the time where you're like, man, screw the establishment, screw my parents and all that. Right. Well, the establishment as they've been coming up is all this tolerance and the pride flags shoved down there. And I'm seeing a lot of folk, like a lot of these young kids just like, yeah, I don't want any part of that because yeah. y'all, y'all aren't cool. Yeah. You're not cool. Like you're, you're forcing people to do, and I see a lot of people bailing from that. And, and now you've got this other entertainment infrastructure coming up mm-hmm. and, and people are going to be getting off of YouTube, and 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 off of these other places, and going straight to Rumble. Like Rumble hired or got off of YouTube, like two huge gamers, I think it was. Yeah, and they paid them big money uh, to just come on Rumble, um, and like that, that's they're just trying to build their user base. Yeah, and they're going after these younger users. Well, one thing I noticed that YouTube's doing this week. Used to you go to a YouTube channel. And you could see how many subscribers that a channel has. I mean, we can see it on ours, but you go to somebody else's on the mobile app and you cannot see how many subscribers that channel has. Now, I've been paying attention because I've been working. I've got a marketing theory and I've been using it with my West Herndon Music official stuff to you know different things to try to build subscriber base there and different marketing tactics and things of that nature different content ideas things like that because i've got a little more freedom there where it's not specialized it's music related but um i'm noticing that certain types youtube's making a big push to compete with the tiktoks and the reels and stuff like that with their youtube shorts and they're, it, it's almost like they're trying to get away from the long form stuff. I mean, they well, just. They're trying to capture more of an audience because they're. Well, yeah. TikTok's so popular, trying to get them off of TikTok. Well, that, and they, you know, they've just recently, uh, they've got a monetization model for these shorts now that's different than their long form videos. Right. Um, they, uh, you know, used to the measurement, the analytics for YouTube video was. Uh, obviously how many people actually watch a video. Um, and one of the big analytics was how many watch, how much watch time or percentage of the video did they watch? So with our stuff, when we live stream, we go for an hour and we're actually a little over time right now. But, um, so if somebody only watches 20 minutes of our, our video that hurts us in the long run, it, I mean, not that they're showing our shit to anybody because they, they're obviously biased <laughs> yeah, against us. Right. But it, normal video accounts on YouTube, if somebody had 60 to, or more percent watch time on a video, they would be more apt, the algorithm would be more apt to show that as a suggested video. Right. Whereas if it's 50% or less, they won't show it. So... Because their algorithm is set up, and it is a it is a computer model, computer algorithm, to encourage people to watch certain videos, you know, to keep them on YouTube. Get in that YouTube hole where you watch this one 10-minute video and you go to the next one that's suggested to you. Yeah. Um, with shorts, it's, it's completely and utterly different, and it's turned into a whole new animal. With that being said, guys, we are out of time for this live stream. Um, I want to thank you all for tuning in. 
whether you watch us live or you watch us um, on a replay. Uh, you can find us at the drivewaylibertypodcast.com. You can find merch there. You can find all the places, all of our socials there. You can find out how to uh, listen to us, our audio casts, and all of that nature. Um, I want to thank my co-hosts, Travis and Dan, for hanging out with us in the driveway tonight. And I want to thank you at home for viewing this and sharing the podcast with your friends and family because that's how we get the word out. With that being said, we are out of time. I am your Uncle Wes, and we will see you next time on the Driveway Liberty Podcast. You are-